0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the Chill Gamers Podcast. Uh, We're going to start today with Ian, myself. We have Aaron. Hey everybody. We have Maze or Blue. That's me. Defaced. Yo, what's up? Jimmy. How you doing? And Greg. Hello. So last week we got on about streaming and consoles and that whole shenanigan thing and uh, I think it went over pretty well. What do you guys think? Yeah, it wasn't too bad. That's good a good discussion.
1: First it yep. I, I learned so, a lot.
0: Definite growing pains.
2: Along with the uh, new <laughs> consoles hurt. coming out, new GPUs coming out. I don't know if you guys are looking, but one of the new things i seen were, uh, it looks like new gen games are going to start costing $70. How do you guys feel about that? That's
3: almost $10 more than they cost mm-hmm. before. My wallet is crying.
2: Well, it really sucks being a PC player because you're like, well, why is this affecting me?
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's a good point. It's just going to be. Okay. I mean, it's it's the same thing. Technology moves along and people adapt with it. It's one of my biggest gripes has always been uh, the 3.5 millimeter jacks on new phones. Apple took them out in like oh God, version yeah. seven, and my newest <laughs> Galaxy, the Galaxy Note 10 that I have, it's gone. The I was looking at the Google Pixel Four. It was gone. It's just, My, they're just I've gone now. <laughs> I, My would, I would Pixel 2
3: doesn't have it. For it 10 would, extra bucks, would, you can have
0: a jack. Seriously, I would pay I would pay an extra 50 bucks for a phone with a 3.5 jack. I would. I agree completely. I miss it so much.
4: Yeah, I switched to Google Fi and I got their Moto G power, and thankfully it, it has a 3.5 millimeter jack, so I'm happy with it.
0: Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how I was gonna like it. Or rather dislike it, but the way <laughs> how inconvenient this is, my next phone, I'm probably not going to go for a flagship like I mm-hmm. usually do. I'm gonna end up picking, you know, some Motorola or something. Yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. So, how do you think that seventy dollar price tag is gonna affect like the smaller indie stuff? You think they'll just do the same jump, <laughs> like forty bucks versus you know uh, a thirty dollar kind of game?
2: I mean that's kind of interesting really. I I don't th- I think indie stuff, I honestly think that'll remain pretty consistent with like lower but I mean I think it'll still be roughly same price as being a little bit lower lower prices a lot of them. <clears throat> I don't think we'll see I don't think it'll affect it as much. I don't know. Cuz usually they're not using all the same, you know, the huge cut scenes and the all the other stuff that are going to raise the prices by the the new con the new gen softwares and all this stuff that that they're talking about.
5: I I think there's going to be a
4: few developers that are going going to take advantage of it. Hundred percent.
0: I think it's actually going to go the opposite. Not sorry, not the opposite way in terms of developers. I think we're going to have a a decrease in new game sales. I'm certainly not going to buy new games for seventy bucks.
2: It's tough to because right now you get hyped for a game, it comes out and it doesn't live up to the hype or something. How many times have I pre-ordered a game in the last couple of years and then I'm like, why did I? I should have waited. Like, I, investing sixty dollars on a game <clears throat> isn't crazy, but it's 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 tough to do when the game doesn't live up to the hype that you think it mm-hmm. should have. Right, No Man's Sky. Yeah, how is yeah, I mean, it going to affect?
5: <laughs> i mean because your investment is is higher you know you it's harder to take the leap
2: mm-hmm. i mean i still think yeah, it's true. if it's a game i've been looking forward to forever you know like cyberpunk or something like that i think i would still take the jump with it if that was going to be a raised price you know yeah but other games where i'm like kind of looking forward to it but i'm not 100 percent sold i would definitely probably won't
4: you're breathtaking
5: you're breathtaking. <laughs> but, so do you okay. do you think it could um push people away from indie people? Because like if you have a brand new up and coming company, they don't have that kind of trust where people will say I will still pre-order or I will still pay a premium because I know what they have is good. So I wonder if it might hinder their income.
1: What about like the first title that it's announced for is the remake of Demon's Souls? How do you feel about paying $70 for a remake of a game?
0: I feel horrible. Not doing it.
1: The game looks amazing. Don't get me wrong.
0: Defaced and I have actually had a brief discussion on this, but I mean, it's a re-release of a PS3, PS2 game. Three. Did it start on the PS3?
4: Yeah. So uh-huh. Demon, Demon Souls came out on PS3. They made some series before that, though, on PS2. I don't remember what it was called. Oh. Kings, Kings, something. I don't know.
1: Kingsfield. Yeah.
3: That. Field? Okay. How um, much was uh, Resident Evil 2 and wasn't The Last of Us that was remastered, wasn't it? 35 last... for
5: Resident Evil 2?
1: Yeah, 35 for Resident Evil 2.
3: No, what about The Last of really Us? Wasn't that a wasn't that a remaster on PS4?
2: Yeah, that came out as full price. But Resident Evil 2, actually, I, I haven't played it, but from what I remember hearing about it was that actually came out with some new content involved into it, too. It wasn't exactly well, it, the same. The thing it about
5: the gameplay overhaul.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing about that's what I was about to say, Aaron, is the thing about those games is like Dark Souls. Uh, Demon Souls is going to be so much more fluid. Um, everything looks gorgeous. Um, Resident Evil 2 and Resident Evil 3, the remakes. Oh. I mean, you got rid of the tank controls. Uh, the game played just smooth as butter. And it was beautiful to look at. Um, whereas, I understand you're paying essentially for a brand new experience. It's like uh, Hollywood re-releasing a movie 20 years later. Um, are you willing to basically see the same story again for that price point? And that's going to be opinionated based on the person. I mean, right. don't me. There's there's tons of people that are salivating at the at the lips for this Demon Souls remake to come out.
5: So when a, but when a big time developer comes out with a game like this and they tell me we need to justify the $70 price tag because our production budget has gone up and you're remaking a game that's already had a story that's in place and that part of your budget is no longer part of your actual budget. So how do you justify that price increase when it's a remake? You know, the actual, the creative aspect of it isn't as much there. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's there's there's no denying that remakes are in terms of games. Uh, I I don't even call them remakes; they're more remasters. Um,
1: I, mean, I think Demon's Souls is a remake. I don't think it's a remaster by any stretch of the well, imagination. There Souls are is some... Actually,
0: they're adding new content, which I know you had some interest in talking about, Jimmy. Yeah, that I'll get on. You, uh, you yeah, me why to you, yeah, why don't you? Yeah, uh, why don't you? tell me what you found for Demon's <laughs> Souls? Because I know you've been looking at that one, and I uh, I was curious about that um, as well.
1: Personally, I never played Demon's Souls before, so from my point of view, it looks like an amazing game. The only thing that really irritates me is the fact that it's exclusive to the PS5, and we can get into that topic, but I'm not buying a console just for Demon's Souls. Um, When... I can go back and play it on the PS3 and probably just get as much enjoyment out of it. Um, But according to what I did research, um, there has been a lot of stuff that was in the original demon souls that was not released with the game that has been fully data mined fully structured by the community and in the latest uh, gameplay trailer that was released at the Sony Play event um what they did find is that so the way the the leveling system works Cause you go to like this headstone piece now i've never played the game so i can't really do it justice but you go to this headstone piece and you use that to travel between the worlds essentially travel around the big world yeah, and there yeah, was a sixth um... headstone that was slashed in half and they were pr- hoping and praying that this headstone was going to be fully restored so that you could get to the last piece of cut content and apparently from what i'm understanding is from software doesn't want Bluepoint to do that they want to be the one that if they decide to add it, add it in at later at dlc it is controlled entirely by From Software, but Bluepoint would be the one to implement the, the system. Uh, bit to be the one to implement the content into the game, if that makes sense.
4: It's kind of like what um, what the uh, developers of what is it, uh, Shadows of the Colossus did. Yep, they uh, they added that last like unlock for like some sword or something. But they didn't put in the last one, but they left clues to like in like the original game to find it
0: see going back to what jimmy said earlier it's interesting the 70 dollars target price for a remake now for old veteran players of like the soul series might not have as much value because again we've already been through it all like we were saying before is how much do you want to pay are you willing to pay full price for a game that's already out jimmy has never played demon souls to him essentially it is a brand new game so re-releasing with the full price tag, you're getting a new market.
1: Exactly. Yeah. That's the problem with that. Is I mean, for that game in particular, the console exclusivity. But if it transitions, like right now, from what I, from everything I've been reading, this seems like a Sony idea. And this is not a, this is not a new thing. They actually pushed this idea with the PS4 and GameStop of all people were the ones to hold, say, hold up, hold up, you're gonna be cutting into our, our base here of people who come in and pre-order games. And you know they pre-order games at a specific price. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about it to be honest, because inflation—it's bound to happen. But is this the right time? I feel um, like that's like a generation. completely different topic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
5: That might come with the generation. I don't think it's so out of out of left field. Plus, you know they—they'll tell you that it's been since 2006 they've had the same price, so.
2: So uh, I would for, argue
5: that it's the wrong time.
2: If we're talking about prices and stuff still, um, I'm curious to see if more games try to go back to... Uh, I mean, a lot of games have had success with doing a free-to-play with season passes and such. I'm curious if we'll see more games like that start coming out with a $70 price tag if, if the market's struggling to sell these games at release, if we'll start seeing more games that are free-to-play with uh, a season pass or cosmetics that they push.
0: Well that's kinda of like what they did with uh, Game Pass. Um yeah. Flight Sim. Flight Sim was a brand new game. You got the sixty dollar version for how Game Pass was five Crusader, bucks Kings at the 3. Time. Crusader, Crusader Kings 3 a month. I have I have both Crusader Kings and Flight Sim 2020 installed. Those are two sixty dollar games that I paid five bucks for both.
4: I mean, Microsoft's still like buying people up, so I mean
1: which yet again isn't going to help anything. It's it's just going to make the other companies have to compete even harder.
2: Something Com- I'm,
4: competition is always good.
1: I I agree.
2: Something I'm surprised about. I talked with uh, Aaron a little bit before about um, free to play games and such. Sometimes surprised about was Fall Guys it was a huge success, obviously, and they did a different model than. The free to play and just charge for a season pass. They went with you pay $20, you get the game, and you get all the battle passes, which seems like a backwards plan because if you did battle pass or season passes, you know, $10 typically is what you see most games. Two seasons of people paying that, that equals the game. So it's kind of weird that they did it that way. I wonder if we'll see anyone else try to do uh, something similar to that as well. So I've never seen anyone else use that that type of uh strategy for for the for a game
5: yeah so call me cynical i love the idea personally of giving the bigger upfront investment to get that that long-term value Mm -hmm. but um does that mean fall guys 2 is going to come out a year earlier than it would have you know what i mean regardless
0: game prices are going up that's just the new generational thing um with the new demon souls that's interesting uh, Jimmy if you have anything else on that?
1: Uh no not that i can think of.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um new game prices man. i are just going to go up. Seems like free games are here to stay though.
2: I mean they got other you got other people like like Epic coming out and offering Rocket League for free trying to bring people over mm-hmm. from Steam.
1: I, I must admit, I I never understood the free-to-play model until you get into some of these games where, like, um, I play Heroes of the Storm religiously. Um, my reasoning on why I, I fell in love with the game was because I love the playstyle of the game, and it just made me want to invest myself so much more, and I wound up spending probably way over $60 in that game. So they got their purchase price out of me, eventually. It just wasn't all up front and I didn't know what I was getting. I got to enjoy the game before I decided (laughs) if I want to invest further in the game. And I love that model. As long as it's not abusive, there are some of these free to free to play games that are very abusive. Right. I
3: think it's, it's more abusive for most people, you know, not, not talking about those people you just mentioned that just, you know, like with the gambling and, Loot boxes so, yeah, yeah. and whatever the the addictive part okay. of it not you know just leaving that part out but you know the free-to-play model versus someone paying 70 dollars now for a a new game that nobody's ever played mm-hmm. you know and not knowing if you'll get that enjoyment out of it versus right you know having no no cost up front and then paying what so what about here? something
4: like uh what about something like rocket league where it has you know loot boxes and stuff and they change the economy of the entire game so that it can, you know, be free to play.
5: Like, how how would that work out? Uh, I think I'm the biggest Rocket League guy in here. We'll um, <laughs> I think what justifies it. Okay, the biggest current one, Greg. <laughs> um, I think what justifies a lot of their their modeling the Battle Pass. Like, I've I've subscribed to it for the last year or so, or is basically, as long as it's been out. so I think it's, it's a very simple game, and it's got a good gameplay loop that is very short and sweet and to the point. Easy to pick up, hard to master, that if you can get that gameplay loop like Fall Guys, you know, if you get that done really well, then the free-to-play battle pass method is perfect for it.
3: Yeah, so I think games like that
5: can do whatever they want.
3: I think games like that work because, I mean, it's like a sport you know like people don't get tired of baseball or football right right you know
0: that's why and fifa it. fifa nba you know nfl or madden whatever they change the name to it it they sell every year new content yeah, yeah. they shut it well. being able to decide the market to face how about microsoft uh, they're talking about buying up more companies
4: oh yeah yeah something popped up on my, on my phone earlier today 'Cause you know, a while back there were there were some rumors about Microsoft buying just flat out buying Bungie again. Or not again, but I guess just buying and then you know, what what is his name? Pete Hines or whatever was like, no, 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 we're not gonna do it. The president of Bungie. He's like, Nope, that's false. But then apparently something popped up on like um I don't know, some some like job posting site. Apparently there's there's one position that Every company in, in who's had a recent acquisition, Bungie has opened up that that one particular posi- position. So the rumors are kind of spreading around again that that they actually are going to get bought up by Microsoft again or somebody. They're going to get bought up by somebody. But uh, but yeah, that would just be another one under Microsoft's curtain. You know, mm-hmm. they've had so much history with with. Microsoft, it's it's crazy to think about them going back.
2: What's interesting to me because Bungie was super excited when they finally broke away from Activision. Like they were super excited about that. So it'd be weird to me to because they wanted to be their own thing again. It would be weird to see them go back to being you know absorbed or whatever you want to say by a bigger company again. After this just happened, I want to say what a year and a half ago that they were able to break away from Activision. That was, that was a huge thing for them and what they thought would be going forward for Destiny is breaking away from them and being able to do what mm. they want to with the game going forward without right. you know, other people over helping oversee it.
4: Corporation services company agent apparently is what the what the role is called. But uh, OK, apparently mm. every every major acquisition has has it apparently. I don't know. And now apparently, Bungie has
0: it, so somebody's buying them. So yeah. they're they're looking at some, right. I know. Last week we talked about Microsoft buying. Who did they just buy?
1: Bethesda. 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 Z- oh, Z- Zenimax.
0: And Zenimax. Zenimax. The the umbrella studio.
1: Yes. Uh, yes.
0: So I, they had also mentioned that they were not done buying more companies. So as I, is the way. That's
5: <laughs> right. This is the way. <laughs>
4: Just, just let them away. let them buy BioWare and save
0: <laughs> them for me. Um. Well, I mean,
4: <clears throat> it's just Microsoft going back to their old bully tactics of the '90s. Honestly,
0: when was when was the last? Because Bungie, Bungie and Microsoft worked together for uh, when was the last uh, Halo? Uh, was it Reach? Yeah. Did Bungie do? They would they end on three or Reach? Ended on Reach. Ended on Reach.
4: Yeah. Because four, cause four was uh, three, four, three, right? But but they basically wrote the story of four for them and handed it off.
0: Hmm. They set it all up, swinging a miss on that one. But who's to say?
2: <laughs> With the bigger companies buying some of these other ones, uh, do you do you think it'll affect some of the games that we see? Like when BioWare was bought by EA, any big BioWare fan in the past will say that their games went downhill ever since ea Mm
1: -hmm. took
2: took them over and i would agree with it because i was a huge mass effect fan trilogy favorite games and hence they they did buy it when the second mass effect after that was made and they were involved with third one but then they came out with anthem that was a dud uh mass effect andromeda which wasn't that bad but it was a dud of for selling wise and, and such so I'm curious to mm-hmm. see if some of these bigger, if we see them lose their, I don't know, some of the big corporations sometimes, it, it's just more about money than what some the of their game autom- is gonna, Autonomy. Sorry. So I'm, <laughs> I'm interested to see how that'll kind of affect some of the games that we see.
4: Right. So I think one thing that I don't think I hear a lot of people talking about with it, um, and I, I think it's fairly important for for those of us who uh, were born in the 80s and lived through the 90s and PC stuff of the mid to late 90s, when OpenGL and DirectX 12 was a thing, like there or DirectX period was a thing. There was a big battle between Microsoft and open standards back then. And like when they bought Zenimax, they you know they bought Elder Scrolls. They have they have it. They bought all these other games but the one company that comes to mind to me is id and Id is the the biggest developer one of the biggest developers of vulcan titles on the market right now and i feel like part of them the strategy of buying Zenimax was to take one of those companies off the market so that they don't they don't have to worry about vulcan competition anymore which is something they have definitely been known to do in the past, especially you know. I think we all remember Netscape and Internet Explorer and that crap. So that's just I one thing I don't see a lot still of people use Internet about. Explorer. You don't use Edge. I do. Does it put you on the edge? It does. Didn't
5: they rename it something else?
4: No, edge? they put it on Chrome because it sucked. They at least changed the logo, but.
3: I think they're using the chromium uh yeah now for it, or at least in the upcoming one,
4: yeah, no, it's just update. It's just Microsoft's way, I guess they want to take out the competition.
3: How dare they
4: how dare they bags of money
3: well, speaking of uh children of the eighties, does anybody remember when uh video games had uh used MIDI for audio?
4: Yes, old eight-bit tunes, mm-hmm. all those chip tunes.
0: Yeah,
3: that's pretty. You guys,
0: keyboard, a keyboard and some circuit boards, right?
3: Well, it's it, uh, depending on your sound card. Uh, you know, as they started to improve sound cards, you know, you're So what MIDI is is it's it's just data being sent to um, like a tone generator synthesizer. And, um, you know, depending on the chip you have in your sound card, it would send the same data, but it would be as if you were playing the same song with different instruments. So if you had like, if you have an upgraded, um, synthesizer, you know, it's going to keep improving with the sound. So, but now of course, you know, we have 200 gigabyte game files that you know have um actual audio audio files in them you know it they've kind of gone away from the midi to uh, generate the the score and the sound effects and everything
0: yeah i mean at this point you can have almost full orchestras built into your laptop right
3: and there there's sampling that you know that they use you know recording actual instruments actual actual voice lines instead of trying to synthesize them with the uh, limited number of voices that you have on whatever synthesizer or, or um, sound card you have. I remember having to program.
4: I um, had this game. It was an old Indiana Jones game. I had to configure the sound card. Um, or, was it like a sound, sound blaster pro or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, configure it to the right like what they call it like IRQ number or something so that the computer knew to use the, the sound card instead of the the, uh, the game like meaty sound or something mm-hmm. it's crazy <clears throat> we can do a lot of that with uh, was it DOSBox now that emulates a I lot don't... of those old games
3: yeah, I don't know. I mean, sound design has come such a long way um, mm-hmm. in games. Like, I I didn't start uh, playing computer games again until, like, I got Borderlands 2 when I was, um, thinking like uh, 2012 okay. or something, 2013, whenever it came out. Mm-hmm. And I was just so blown away by I was blown away by the graphics, but also just the the sound. Um, and just remembering, you know, the the last game I had played, I think it was like on a PlayStation Two. <laughs> I just remember being so blown away by the sound. And that's sound like is- a big that's that's a real important important part of it to me. Oh, yeah, you know, not not just the soundtrack or or the score, but you know, the the quality of the the sounds, uh, like gun sounds, explosions. Um...
1: I remember um, very first time I got surround sound headphones. And I was playing SoCom 2 on PlayStation 2. And in the middle of a gunfight, a grenade blew up behind me. And it made me stand up out of my chair. And I'm like, what the hell just happened?
2: Gave you PTSD.
1: Oh my god, yeah.
2: He had to go change his pants. It was crazy. (laughs) Dude,
1: it was just like insane. And just to be able to hear like footsteps running by you, I was so blown away. I was like, what the hell is this?
3: Well, Be prepared to continue to be blown away by with what they're coming out with now you know you talk about like ray traced graphics they're actually working on ray traced audio spatial audio or something like that
1: being like an audiophile as you as you are uh greg uh what is your
2: audio file he's a human being (laughs) Okay. being like you know when
1: it comes to sound design what do you think of like the, the stuff they're hyping up for the new sound design on the ps5 and stuff like the immersiveness of it and everything. You You're think talking about actually- like
3: the 3d audio.
1: Yeah. Like what is that actually going to add to a game?
3: Uh, I mean, I don't know much about specifically the uh, Sony's. I think it's Tempest 3d audio tech or audio yep. Audi- audio tech is what they're calling theirs. It's a proprietary for the, the PlayStation. But as far as I understand, it's, it's akin to like Dolby Atmos and DTS X where it's, Um, I think they they call it object-based sound, like you have sound objects. So think of like a stereo system. You've got your left speaker and your right speaker. So in order to create an effect of location, you would be panning from left and right. And also like a 5.1 or 7.1 system, you would also have front left, front right, rear left, rear right, center, and a subwoofer. With 3D audio, um, and I don't know how it works in so-called surround sound uh, headphones. I, I personally think that's a gimmick, but but with with like Dolby Atmos, you you would have like in a, it would be a 7.1. point uh, two or point four system, which would mean seven speakers on the ground level, like at ear level, one subwoofer. And a 7.1.4 system would be your uh, seven surrounds speakers at your level, your subwoofer, which is the one. And then the point 0.4 would be a top left, top right, rear left, rear top left, and rear top right. So you have like an added layer, like an added dimension. That's why it's called 3D audio. So instead of just having left, right, up and down, you know, now I have left, right, up, down, back and forward. So that's where the 3D audio comes in. And as far as I understand, uh, the Xbox and the PlayStation will both, uh, the new consoles. Well, I think Xbox already has that, the Xbox One.
1: At, most, at, least, at,
3: at least with, uh, yeah, at least with, uh, well, I think some gays, games do use it, uh, but I know that their Blu-ray player does.
1: So will um, I need actual like a surround sound speaker set up in my house to take advantage of this feature? Or is this something that I will notice just coming out of my TV? Uh,
3: again, I don't, I don't know about headphones. Well, you're, you could have, uh, they make sound bars that can take advantage of it. So instead of having like actual, like either ceiling speakers or height speakers, as they call them, um, you have speakers that have like a, 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 sp- You know, forward-facing speakers plus ceiling-facing speakers, so it would bounce the sound off of the ceiling to create a similar effect. And they have sound bars that have that too. But as far as I know, that no TV manufacturers have uh, included that into their TV designs.
4: I kind of want to go back to the music aspect, though, because like music, I've always thought music and video games always gave the the ambiance, gave the gave the feel of that specific game and a great example honestly i just i just love the series honestly halo like everybody knows that riff that steve Vai riff when it when it yep. comes on you know like everybody knows it iconic
0: what is it forward into dawn or is so, it
4: something like that but like if you think about that like that particular riff defined mm-hmm. what that game is to some people and i, th- I think that's just so
5: cool you could just walk into a room and, and you could just do the, the chorus part at the beginning of, of the Halo theme and mm-hmm. like everybody you, will follow. Like those video of
4: dudes the in like
5: bathrooms. bathrooms.
0: Yeah, the bathroom, yeah. The bathroom choir audio. It's phenomenal. And Halo was <laughs> the one that started <laughs> that great. trend because it's so good. It's so yeah. iconic. Jimmy, what are you saying about Breaking were you,
1: Bad? Were you referring to the Breaking Bad Halo theme song? What? No. There's a song that Breaking Bad either re either redid, or uh, not Breaking Bad. Breaking Benjamin, sorry. Oh, I was say like, Breaking Bad was a good show.
4: <sighs> oh yeah, yeah, <sighs> blow me away. Oh,
1: yeah, blow tough, me away. That was this, every time I hear it, I think of Halo.
4: Well, they did yeah. they did that
5: one song in Halo Two at the very
1: yeah, end. blow me away.
5: That's what that was. Yep. Yeah, it's a great song.
0: I mean, stuff that I audio can change the game. It's person. if mm-hmm. you have one i i don't know how to define it really but i know everyone hopefully everyone knows what i'm talking about the in horror games it's the string oh, the yeah. high pitched oh, spooky yeah, strings yeah. um mm-hmm. what always reminds me of is the opening sequence in insidious the movie
2: oh yeah yeah yeah
0: that violin exactly. string whatever is just nails on chalk oh, yeah. hair raising terrifying if you take that away from yep. horror games what do oh, you yeah. have i mean you've got if you play a horror game without sound you're I mean, you got nothing, man. Oh.
5: Have you ever watched a horror movie without any of the sound editing? I mean, it's just not scary
0: without it. That sound um, is so important. Um, yeah, but great point for you know Defaced your this Halo soundtrack. What's uh? I kind of want to know what everyone's you know favorite game soundtrack is. If if you guys know off the top of your head, at least I do. What you got?
2: So, best game track, in my opinion. Is a game called Life is Strange. I don't know if anyone's ever played it. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah, I've heard of it. I love the soundtrack of that. There's just oh. the game itself is is really fun, and it's a powerful game in a way. Like for some people, and you know, it's it's a great story, and the soundtrack like helps just make the game. It's like yeah. I don't know, it's just it just gives you the feels.
1: My favorite soundtrack is. um they just redid this game. Tony Hawk 1, Tony Hawk 2. The soundtrack just adds so much to it. It just sets the, the yeah. mood, sets the mm-hmm. element for Skate.
0: Just a bunch of grunge and punk rock. Exactly. Because well, as soon mm-hmm. as people knew that
5: game was being remastered, was Superman going to be in it, was the big mm-hmm. question.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you, Aaron? You got a particular soundtrack um, you like for some games? Any I, any genre I, I, or uh, moment defining? Um.
5: You can't go wrong with um, the PS1 era Final Fantasy games. Those uh, soundtracks Ooh, are incredible. Um, I, I think agree with that. the the one that came to mind as like the best combo of like how much was the game emphasizing it and how well was it used actually is Heavy Rain. Just the the whole tense atmosphere and because uh, obviously it's it's the uh, quick time event game. So it, yeah. it's all about choice and the tension of the situation, and they, they nailed it. That game, I played it the first time. I played it overnight in one sitting, about six hours, and I, ju- I just was blown
2: away the entire time. Now, I can't remember. That one's... Who makes that game, do you know, off the top of your head?
5: That's Quantic Dream. They Quantic, made okay. Beyond Two Detroit Souls. become
2: human. Beyond yeah. Two Souls. It's a similar similar play style to Life is Strange. Yep. If
1: you want to go with an iconic soundtrack, I mean boo doot 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 doo do doot.
0: Well yeah, of course is Mario
2: I don't right. know that one. Oh, that was <laughs> your
3: attempt at Mario. Okay, sorry. Right. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm unfamiliar.
5: Chip
3: tooth.
1: I mean, but exactly eight bit sound was able to produce a soundtrack so iconic.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, it's because it was so simple and that's all that all, uh-huh. all they had to
0: work with. Simplicity reigns, man. Simplicity. Yeah,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: I would, I would more, say, more uh, you know, I, I I would definitely say, you know, by far, Halo is probably my favorite, but like close second is, believe it or not, um, probably uh, Legend of Zelda: Skyward Sword.
1: Mm, maybe.
5: Nope. Skyward I mean, maybe Sword controversial, but Skyward Sword is my favorite Zelda. Yes. Yes. I know it's a very hot take. <laughs> it <laughs> is.
4: A moody
1: soundtrack that I would say really sets the mood for me would be Silent Hill 2. I I don't know what it is, but that ambient noise in that, whoever Mm. made that, it's the scariest thing I've ever heard.
0: What about you, Greg? What do you got? You got a soundtrack that comes to mind? Uh, I was just going to ask you what your favorite was. Honestly, I'd say probably Dark Souls. The Dark Souls just series. Uh, one of my favorite intros is, um, yes. and it gets me every time, it's walking into the doors for the uh, Abyss Watchers fight. That oh. soundtrack for Abyss Watchers is, Ooh. I will say, my favorite song in any game I've ever played. That's a good one. It is mm. just, and it's I, a similar theme i am noticing with a lot, it's the instrumental, the orchestral, just yep. driving instrumental soundtracks. It's, mm-hmm. I don't know, it just fits.
3: Yep, I'm just going to go ahead and say you're all wrong. Oh, all right. The, uh, the best soundtrack, hands down, is Ori and the Blind Forest.
5: Ooh. Also excellent.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
5: guys, uh, I'm going to lay it out, though. I think I've got the one that's going to beat all of you. No. It's obviously Guitar Hero.
1: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Um, that's game not, that, no, I didn't not think when you'd you play have on the show, Aaron. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My favorite soundtrack is just every song.
1: <laughs> another yeah. game that has a surprisingly diverse and yet amazing soundtrack is World of Warcraft. Every single zone in that game has different, a different atmosphere based on the sound and the music. Like, approach Ice Crown Citadel, and it's just like, huh,
3: yeah, that's, good that's another uh aspect of sound design where um you know you have certain areas of the map certain um events that happen in the game that will trigger certain stems of you know like you've got music playing in the background but you know th- then Bring suddenly you, you come upon a certain area or a, a certain event happens and a, a string element of the the track will come in and you know there's there's just there's so many things that can uh they can do with that in the future. I mean, think about like we were talking about the 3d sound. And, um, so you got like Dolby Atmos, like that kind of 3d sound plus the, like I was talking about ray tracing audio where like you think of ray tracing, uh, like in in graphics, it's the same principle where say you're walking down a hallway and there's a piano playing in a great hall and then you walk down a narrow hallway away from the hall and you can still hear the piano and instead of just the volume going down as you walk away, it's also reverberating around the walls and depending on the material, like if if there's carpet or you know, and you turn another corner, you know, those sound waves bounce off in in real life, they bounce off all these angles and these materials and it gives it a different unique sound, you know, that's ray tracing audio will affect the sound the same way it affects light in V video games. And so I think like, as far as like VR or like a hollow deck type thing, like in the, in the further on future, I just think it's uh, really exciting to think about what's possible with. Uh, well, I mean, games. yeah, I
2: think, I mean, a great, sometimes it seems like difference between a really good game and a great game is, is the, the sound effects that are created and, and the, the soundtrack and all this stuff because it creates like you guys said it creates a certain ambiance or atmosphere for certain aspects of the game.
1: Would Killing Floor 2 be the same without that soundtrack? Or what Would about not.
0: 2016? I was exactly. going to pose a similar question. It's uh, way far back. I don't even remember how many years ago it came out. Probably mid 2010s. Uh, way far back is kind of an exaggeration. Uh, <laughs> A game that I don't think would have existed without the audio. Uh, Limbo, you guys remember Limbo?
1: Mm-hmm. It's a straw yeah. black and white
0: game. Yeah. There's nothing but the soundtrack. The audio was just. It, it made. I mean, yeah. it made it, and, and not even the music,
5: yeah. but like just the the, <laughs> the sound, effects. sound effects of the yes. guys yeah, the, the the spiders, or you know,
0: yeah, yeah just walking through. Uh, just
5: lines, swamps.
0: Yeah.
5: Have you ever
1: um, seen? Have you ever seen how they actually make some of those sound effects for like movies and the video games? It's not exactly what you'd think it is. Like they're like taking mm-hmm. cups and putting putty in them and squirting it around and stuff. Yeah, and they it's- hitting
2: a dude in the belly with a spatula. <laughs> <laughs> They've been was- doing creative things
3: with sound effects ever, ever since like, like, Looney Tunes.
0: Yeah. It's been on, I mean, since H. Uh, G. Wells' War of the Worlds, when they did the uh, the radio broadcast. Yeah, of it. it's yeah. It, they did it so well that people thought the world was actually being invaded.
5: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but but that's entirely different. Uh, oh, one was thinking I have uh, no actual dialogue. Everything is the vocals are actual trumpets. Um, of course, I draw a blank as soon as I bring it up. Uh, don't starve.
2: Okay. Oh yeah,
0: don't starve. The there's no vocals. The vocals uh, when when someone speaks, the text pops up. It's a it's a, a trumpet or some other brass instrument.
2: Hmm. So that that goes like with sound effects and like does it. Does a game that has no like? Do you ever play a game where your character doesn't speak? Does that bother anyone at all? Like where? Have you uh, I agree, yeah.
1: I mean, look yeah. at Dark Souls. The, all the lore, there's no lore whatsoever. It's all implied through item descriptions, and other like insignificant ways of like, not insignificant, but other like in like, small details hidden here, hidden there, throughout the world. Subtle.
0: Gordon yes.
4: Freeman. Enough I feel said. like
2: a character having a voice in a game helps create a personality to me. Like a more, it creates more of a connection with, with a character.
3: Yeah. With dark souls, I think it's a little bit different because they, like, I don't know, there's something mysterious about those characters to me. Like I'm not a big dark souls person. I haven't played the games very much, but you know, that sort of character, it just seems like, but like in like a far cry where all the other NPCs talk, everybody's got a voice except for your character. Yeah. That bothers me.
1: I mean, yeah. we're borderline approaching the topic. Are games works of art?
3: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think
5: that's a big debate. That's I think, I,
1: think. I think that the biggest game for that is the one that Adam Saylor made a movie about. And um it's the what's the name called? Pixels? No. <laughs> the one where he's depressed and he's playing it and he has to kill all the grown-ups? No, the other yeah. one. <laughs>
2: Yes, kids. Uh, you have to kill like what? sixteen,
1: I'm... sixteen, uh, giant monsters. Uh, Shadow
0: of the Colossus.
1: Shadow of the Colossus. Oh. That game, the character Adam doesn't. Adam Sandler
0: play. made a movie about Shadow of the Colossus.
1: Yes.
5: Please elaborate. What,
0: what movie? <laughs> you need. Yeah, you need to, you need to. bring I, some uh, eight Shadow... crazy knights. What? Uh, <laughs> <I don't laughs> look it up. That's a technical foul,
1: Jimmy! <laughs> oh my god, I
0: how Jimmy's looking that up. Maze, I want to bring that back to you. Um, how do you feel about games like uh, like Fallout? Fallout, you have text, but you have no voice.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, So, I was a huge Fallout fan, and it bothers me, but I still enjoy the game. So, <laughs> I mean, to, it, it, Fallout won't be one of my favorite games, because I can't get that attachment or to the character that I feel with some other ones. Like... I'll go back to one of my favorite games. Like I said, Mass Effect. The character, him talking, his facial expressions in the first three, all this stuff (laughs) helps you build more of a relationship with this character. I feel like that's, you know, the voice acting, a great voice actor really can, you know, really propel that character forward, make you care about them more. Nolan
5: North has entered the chat.
1: (laughs) Reign Over Me is the movie. Nolan North,
2: man.
4: Okay. I'm I'm the complete opposite of all of you guys, I guess, because I feel like... A protagonist that, a quiet protagonist, makes you feel like you are that character. And when I play a game like Half-Life 2 or even Half-Life, like,
5: I am Gordon Freeman. I am killing a shit ton of zombies. uh, Can I also counter that point? Um, I think that if Link ever
0: speaks, it will be worse. Exactly, exactly. I think when I agree with you to face it, it's easier to immerse yourself in the game when the
4: uh, Mm -hmm. Doom guy,
0: Doom guy, Doom guy.
4: When I played, see, going going back to like sound and stuff. Like when I played Doom twenty sixteen, like I felt like Doom guy. And when that music kicked in, when Gordon, what is what is his name, Mick Gordon, his soundtrack kicked in, I was just like,
0: soundtracks, my god. I was
4: like, I was like, I got to rip and tear. Like I gotta, I gotta destroy everything as this character because i am this character whip out the
0: bfg man this is me
4: super shotgun all the way
3: if you guys ever want to be blown away and just totally uh if you want to watch something interesting watch mick gordon i don't think it was a ted talk i think it was just like some seminar that he was giving on sound design and uh his work on doom 2016 and him listening to him talk about it and there is so much and it is so fascinating there's so much to it like there's this synthesizer that uses uh, images like you could import and I've got a synthesizer like this um, that I've tried out before but I don't really know how it works but you can import an image like a photograph you know and it'll create certain sounds from whatever image you put into it and he put all kinds of crazy shit in there and I think like six six six, and there were people who, you know, like data miners. They uh, they found it, and you know, like the Christian crowd just got so upset about you know the the devil in video games. It was it was just so interesting hearing him talk about um, how he made certain sounds and some of the music in that game.
0: I mean, I'm not sure yeah. if you're aware of the you know how it actually works, but does it you know decode like the pixels in an image and just Base sound of that? I, I
3: really don't know I, oh, I've sorry. seen it like I've I've got some software that's got like hundreds of different types of synthesizers and I just saw it and when I, when I watched his presentation he was using something similar but I don't have any idea how it works
1: I mean just look at like okay if if the guy in Skyrim had his own spoken story it changes that game fundamentally from it being your fantasy where you create whatever it is you want to now it's on rails. I think
3: it depends yep. on the game. Yeah. I mean, again, like, like Skyrim, Dark Souls, Doom, those characters, they have like a mystery to, and maybe it's because they don't have a voice. Maybe I'm just, but, but like, a, like a, going back to Far Cry again, you know, these are like everyday sort of characters, you know, like uh, in Far Cry three, you're just like this American kid that got thrown into a bizarre situation. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas in Dark Souls you don't get that vibe, and in, in Doom and Skyrim, these aren't just everyday ordinary people. There's something special about them. So there's like some mystery built into that. I think it just depends on the game, to me.
1: I can agree. I I, I get what you're saying, but I think that simple decision to to say, okay, he's going to be whatever you make him to be, and by not giving him a voice, yeah. I just think that's 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 very powerful.
5: Oh, I was muted. I said Master Chief does have a voice. He does? Technically, yeah. He yeah, like one line per game. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's well, why that's... I said
4: wake me when you need me, because that's that's the last line in Halo 3.
2: So oh. that's uh, kind of funny that you say that because anyway big destiny well I used to be a huge destiny player. Kind of stopped lately, but it's funny you go through all these games, your character never talks. Until a certain huge <laughs> event happens. I, I won't yeah, say what but... well, in case you're still playing it, but. And that was a it was a pretty cool point when he did speak, because it, it, it kind of gets you jacked up. You're like, oh, shit, babe. Like, I guess.
3: Like Warframe, your characters don't speak in Warframe either.
2: Underrated game.
3: Yes. Mm-hmm.
5: You know where characters speak a little bit too much, I think, is that new Avengers game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very I haven't played supporter. it. They need to shut up.
4: Nobody
1: need to play it. Let me equip a piece of gear and still look they the did. same. isn't like uh,
4: Mankind Divided has more players than
0: Avengers. Yeah. Is that it?
4: <laughs> uh,
0: Avengers is an interesting topic. It's uh, Square Enix's attempt at breaking into the movie market, but as we all know, no movie game has ever done well, actually no. Take the two towers-man, Spider-Man. 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 spider-man has two? done very well. But That's common, on the huh?
5: on the GameCube. Oh
0: 8. no all three of them really yeah the, the lord first, of the second game. and third man return of the king that intro fight where you I'm getting off topic regardless um <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> marvel um i i'm not really sure anyone was uncertain that it wouldn't do well uh or sorry it was uh, was a uh, i'm not really sure many people thought it would do well uh, it was a cash grab, and that was kind of obvious. Um, I just
1: want to note one game, the best movie tie-in game ever, GoldenEye 007.
5: That's
3: up there. That was a good can't, one.
4: Can't argue with that. Hmm, I enough. mean, you can, but you'd be that wrong. That was right at, the,
3: wrong. right at the end of my video gaming days before I hit my 20s.
1: I mean, we could go with Superman 64.
0: Um, but regardless, uh, the Marvel game is, is interesting. It's... Uh, what I believe it was originally pitched as was a, an open world single player role playing game where you could change off as the Marvel characters, and had co op. What I believe ended up getting released. I haven't played it because there's no way in hell I'm spending my money on that thing. Yep. Is, uh, from my understanding, a tough to say a multiplayer game that you cannot progress the main story without someone else. However. The last player count I saw, they had less than like 10,000 concurrent players for a brand new Square Enix AAA game. Uh, How are you supposed to progress multiplayer when the matchups, you have to be of similar level. You have to be queuing for the same mission uh, because the quick mission button apparently didn't work. So you couldn't quick mission with someone. You had to auto select your mission. Uh, and hope that one of the five to 10,000 players were on the same level as you uh, and wanted to do the same mission as you. Um, And there's apparently a fair number of quick time events in that uh, ton of microtransactions. uh, (laughs) It's just an absolute clusterfuck. It has
4: 2,416 players right now. Oh,
0: jolly good show, my dude. Jolly good. (laughs) What? is the deal with that um
4: <laughs> mankind oh, only just... has 332 though
1: i was trying to oh. say um two of the biggest complaints with the game is the fact that you get all types of gear upgraded but whenever you put them on nothing happens to your character yeah you... um all there of is... your
0: stuff is percentage based i believe and there is yeah, uh absolutely passive no... abilities.
1: yeah all there's... passive upgrades
0: there is uh, there's absolutely no um, and all the multiplayer maps change.
1: are literally snippets from the single player game, where you're told to hold a, like a like a rectangular area, and all you have to do is just hold and defend that area, and then boom, you're done. Rinse and repeat over and over and over again.
5: Well, I hear the game becomes way more fun if you are a Verizon or Virgin Mobile subscriber. <laughs> Ooh, Do
0: tell, do tell. I haven't heard this.
5: Yeah, I, this is news to me. Well, no, they just they came out with like day one exclusive skins if you were a Verizon customer or a Virgin customer. And I think they had there was a Five Gum has a campaign that they're marketing in that
0: game. Oh God, I'd love to play as a Five Gum character in my Marvel game. Tell me more how I can become Five Gum Man. What do you have <laughs> to link
3: your Verizon account to your razor
0: gum? do I have to show a receipt for five gum to get the five gums game?
1: Not knowing much about the Marvel universe is the girl um, with the stretchy arms and everything. Is she Canon or is she brand new to the game?
0: Kamala Kamala. She's a, she's, she's relatively new in terms of Marvel, but she's, she's before this game.
1: Okay. So she is Canon. Um, She's not like, this is her first introduction introduction to the universe.
0: Kamala Khan um, first appeared in 2013 in Captain Marvel captain marvel number 13 august of 2013 no she's um she's um not not brand new she wasn't designed for this
1: game i just never seen her anywhere so uh it seems like she's
0: a i i have no room to speak on this one but it seems like she was a smaller name character so interesting to add her in i don't know her story at all i'm not a huge comic book reader
5: So at least in terms of that game, I I did watch like the entire long play of it, of the story. And I did enjoy her character. I think she, you know, was well written and acted like a lot of the characters. That's
0: that's that's the thing. It seems like it was fairly well designed. Um, They have Travis Willingham as Thor, which I'm I'm a big fan of what he does. I like his work. Um, And. Thor's gameplay seemed like it was interesting with, you know, you're able to throw your hammer through, I mean, it clips through walls and everything, and it, that's a whole nother thing. Um, but yeah, full action game with built-in quick time events as just your regular combat is okay. I think Spider-Man pulled it off much better.
1: God of War does it uh, right.
0: God of War, exactly. I don't think it fit as well. The mandatory multiplayer for single player, the missions just falling apart, the lack of a player base, uh, microtransactions everywhere.
2: So imagine paying $70 for that now. Imagine too. paying, oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, Tying it all back together.
0: Now, there was one thing I did see a few days ago that uh, they are releasing a massive patch, a huge update for it. So hopefully it has some kind of future.
1: It's gonna need to go down the no man's sky route if it ever plans to recover. It's it's and a triple A title.
0: It's a big triple A game. If it flops, they're gonna leave it because they can afford to.
1: I yep. think that, Hello that the right games didn't have that option. I think at the rights. Honestly, I I think that they're gonna try to rework it. Look at what, um, Square did with Final Fantasy 14. I don't think they're gonna let their money out it, to dry.
5: Yeah, that's you got a point. Not a license you want to just abandon, because then it makes yeah, the, no. Their, not at all. Um, their projects look like they're going to be abandoned.
4: Well, and Final Fantasy is their baby. Like that's
0: true. I mean, Square Enix and Final Fantasy go hand in hand.
4: Like, like that's some old school Japanese like honor type stuff, right there? Because it's the it's theirs, you know. I
1: still think you have a better chance of it turning around with this company than maybe a smaller company.
4: Maybe
0: I, be Battlefront Two. I know? would. <laughs> yeah. See, I see. I actually like Battlefront Two. I I played was that quite a bit when it first came out. Battlefront Two was good.
1: Was that a Square Enix game? No, 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 no.
0: That was, no, 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 oh, that no. was no. the
1: A. Yeah. What am I thinking?
0: Yeah. No. Battlefront Two was. It was. I liked it. I did. Um. I played it for a while when it first came out. Uh. It was Battlefront One that had the uh, all the. All that, that whole shitstorm of you have to spend like 1400 bucks or something like that to unlock every character, or it was he was 1400 hours, but it was just insane unless you wanted to buy it all. And I had gameplay of it was Vader launching into one, and and this guy spent like 300 bucks on the game to get you know all the cards and unlock all the heroes, and he ended up going like 50 and one in the game. And it's like, oh yeah, no money's not gonna win you this one, right? But they listened on Battlefront 2. I played it and I had a great time. I did. I, I was terrible at it, but I liked it. Companies <laughs> abandoning games is, is always interesting. Um,
1: What's a good example of an abandoned game? Battle Right? Um, that game shut down really quick.
5: I don't even know what that is. Do you say Battle Right it, or Battle were,
1: Born? Battle Right. It was a 3v3. Battle Right was a 3v3 MOBA-style game that was literally just 3v3 team fight go. And there was a big esports scene around it and everything. It was hyped to hell. And it came out, flopped, and they shut down the servers within like 60 days. Hmm. Oh,
4: shit. What uh, What's that, that Chris Walensky uh,
1: game, um, Lawbreakers?
4: Man, um, okay. That game... I actually like that game. Hot take. I thought it was fun. I thought it was a more mature... Quake style Overwatch, and I loved that. That's just me, I guess.
1: But it did. I'm
4: really sad.
3: I'm sad that that one failed like it did. Uh,
4: what what is that one game from? Um, what is his name? Marcus something. He's an he's an ex Bungie developer. He designed all of the Halo games. Um, he made some kind of like game oh. based around riding a riding a speeder or something.
1: Yes, and it Disin- just flopped.
4: Disintegration?
5: Is that what it is?
1: I think it no.
5: is. Oh yeah. Yeah, the little hover scooter where you
1: fly. Yeah. And, and they're,
4: they're just like
5: that. disintegration, yeah.
1: Disintegration. And
4: they're, and they're just like, yep, it's not it's not successful. We're shutting it all down.
1: <laughs> right now, disintegration on Metacritic
4: 6.2. That's higher than what I thought. And I just remember sh- everybody was like this guy, this guy designed Halo. He designed all the art, art and everything for Halo. It's like, yeah, but he didn't design the gameplay. That he game just kinda... only came out
1: in June of this year.
4: Mm-hmm. And it's already dead.
1: GamesRadar Radar says forty. Don't be surprised if this game flops hard.
4: <laughs> I doubt. I honestly doubt he's going to make another game.
1: Um, look at like a game like All Points Bulletin. There's. I there's a guy, it's a basically it's an MMO. Uh, it was before GTA Online. Oh it's I know. Like, is, like, yeah. Yep. There's a guy called I forget he does this Death of the Game series and he talks about all these abandoned games. Mm-hmm. Um The Nerd Slayer, I think he's called on YouTube. Um, good watch if you want to follow some good documentaries. Um, but that game had over four hundred million dollars invested into it by two different companies. One that rebought it that bought it when it was flopping the first time, and then they released it free-to-play, and then and the first company that actually invested in creating it. Hmm. that's how hard it, games can flop. All the money in the world can't make a success.
4: Anyone ever played uh, Hellgate London? Yep. Mm-hmm. No. Yep.
1: What's that about? Is, that's
4: what I was thinking of. Game, like, it was bought out like three different times, and now it just has a following over in like South Korea or something, and there's like no players on it and it was made by ex-blizzard devs that worked on diablo 2 and it mm-hmm. was a big deal and
1: that's so a sham mm-hmm. you know all that talent and all that time that they probably put into that it looked it looked good
5: when it came out fun actually um it's kind of funny. There, there is a game um I thought that was abandoned, or I was like rumored to exist, but was never confirmed. Was that new Harry Potter game? Oh yeah! A couple years ago, we all saw that like minute, minute and a half footage of like just some gameplay, and it blew me away. I'm a Harry Potter freak, but um, and I know that they just yep. like, officially announced it at the PS5 showcase. So anybody know what the deal with that is?
0: Best Harry Potter game ever was that Quidditch game, Florean Arena. That game. Don't remember what it's called. Out. Quidditch something. Quidditch World Cup. Quidditch World Cup, best game ever. Thank Spent you. hours and um, hours and hours on that on the PS2.
1: This Harry Potter leg, Hogwarts Legacy will be the very first game that J.K. Rowling has no interaction with whatsoever.
0: Yeah, yeah for the best.
2: That's probably I, for the best. I, I think some reasoning it is. behind it without getting into political type stuff. No, no,
1: no, 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 no. I'm talking about the story of the game and the prequel and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I think that it's actually good that she's hands off because it gives them so much more creativity to right. work with, and she can't just be like, "No, I don't like it. Bye." Right, Get it out right. of my game. Because, right. from my understanding, is some of like the Deathly Hollows games, they actually wanted to push the boundary with some of the stuff they were doing, and she wouldn't allow it. Not with my um, franchise. Have you seen the Curse Child?
2: Because yeah,
1: I, yeah.
4: Broomstick League.
2: That's that's their babe That's Brimstick her baby. League, so yes. sometimes it's hard to yeah. let yeah. others uh, do right. something, maybe that you might not agree with. Yeah, um, I mean, if
3: you want to change the story or you want to change certain elements of it, why not just make your own thing? Yeah, right. You and know, that's, that's exactly that's, what that's her doing. universe that she created. So I, I don't understand,
0: Jimmy. I think you know more about this than I think. oh,
1: twelve-year-old me. When I twelve-year-old me went nuts when I heard the announcement. I mean, I I was watching the trailer. And I was just losing it in my head. It, this is going to be amazing. I am hoping and praying that it's some type of multiplayer co-op game. It's I don't not. It, it's not?
4: No, they confirmed it's not single player only. I didn't. Uh, I mean, that's fine, that, too.
1: Where did you? I, I, I want to double check huh. that because everything I've researched about it, I, there's no answer yet. Not as I'll far as up I've on seen Reddit
5: but. a while back. A few
4: days
1: ago. Okay.
5: I thought that one of the questions surrounding it was, is this going to be an MMO?
1: That's the other thing I wanted to know about.
5: I mean, it's certainly doable, but.
1: And and some of the combat systems in the trailer look amazing. For a wizard based magic type game, it looks really cool.
5: Yeah, I hope they do it right, too, because the especially the Harry Potter series riddled with bad franchise movie games. And I'm I'm hoping that the early ones are, you know.
1: The the thing I think is going to make or break it is because they're, they're going to have you go into classes and do spells and learn and everything. Is it going to be gimmicky? How is that part of the game going to play out? Because that is the fantasy that most kids or most people that read the books want to live out. Combat, I can get that in any game ever. Um, I want to live out being a Hogwarts student. Learning how to do potions, learning how to do Alohomora, learning how to like expelli expelliarmus. I want to learn all that in a fun mini game kind of setting, but that's not rinse and repeat, not repetitive, and not just mind numbingly dumb.
0: So brief question: right. Did you ever play? Uh, it, it's my favorite in the series. I I thoroughly enjoy. It. Did you ever play the uh, the fifth the fifth game, The Order of the Phoenix?
1: no i didn't i and you mentioned this to me the other day just out of casual conversation and it's won my wish i want to go back and re-experience it i really do
0: yeah it's fantastic it's um it's the open world castle and the grounds around the castle Yeah. um there's uh, many games involved the spells you don't like bind a spell to a controller or a keyboard it was uh, I don't believe it was on PC. I don't know off the top of my head. I played it on the PlayStation. You actually cast your spells by targeting something, and then it was the stick. You like to do swishing like... Swishing and flicking it. With yeah, swishing control. and flicking. There was one for like the uh, the block, the, the shield spell. You like yeah. spun the joystick in a circle, and you made the shield, and you had to get it right each time. You had to memorize. It was like muscle memory. Getting all these spells mapped on the joystick. There was no buttons, and you had like fifteen spells that you could cho- uh, choose from. It was, it was really fantastic.
1: That sounds really cool, but this is more like an RPG style game, and I wonder how that would play over the course of time, where your ten thousandth time casting this spell at max level is okay. Am I? I'm flicking my thumb again. How fast can I flick my thumb to go through all these combinations of spells? You know what I think would be a really cool play style for it? It's in a it's in an obscure game. It's called Magicide or Magicide? Um, Magica? And Uh-oh. in that, what you do is, say you have a controller. So X is your fire, square is your ice, triangle is your lightning, circle is your wind. It goes along the line of spell break, which, which is kind of popular right now. So you can go X square circle, and you cast a a lightning ball that's on fire that goes really far because it went through wind. Um, You can go circle, 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 and cast a big giant tornado. Like, you can mix and match your spells on the fly. I think they even incorporated this into a hero in Dota um, where, like, the guy plays completely different based on your keyboard inputs. And that just, to me, sounds like a really way of complex yet simplified combat.
5: Well, I I think that would make for a fun game. But I think if you're going to stick with the Harry Potter series, the idea, uh, well, in, in the Harry Potter world though, the idea of creating your own spells was extraordinarily rare. So I don't
2: mm-hmm.
5: just to stick True. with that, the consistency of the world. I don't think it would work in that game, but I do. I love Magicka. I think it's a great game.
1: I, I, you know? That's what I'm trying to say is like um, that style of magic doing spell casting mm-hmm. is a very I think a very comprehensive way of incorporating magic into a video game.
0: I think we'll just have to wait and see more. Honestly, at this yeah. point.
1: Yeah, I, I'm just hoping it's not lock on. Um, hit square to shoot. Hit circle to dodge. You know, I just hope it's not generic combat. I want it to be something more. Right. But I, I don't know how they so, how they incorporate that. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely know. I'm going to put a pin in this, and I will keep yeah. us updated as Please, we go
5: on i'm, I'm very interested
0: yeah actually, this is this is game. definitely one to come back to later once we get
5: more it's
1: well, yeah once we get more information i will be on it
5: yep i've never Ooh. played the uh the fifth one but i the biggest one for me was the <laughs> second one and recently, <laughs> yeah. recently i actually downloaded it on on the uh on the dolphin emulator cuz i've still got my disc but my gamecube is broken and actually the big thing with that is there's a big nintendo thing going on about um like, you know how the last 10, 15 years they've, like, gone after, like, emulators and ROM hackers and that kind of thing? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I guess there were some people that were selling, uh, it's called Uber Chips, is the company. They sold um, products from, like, this hacker group. They're called Executor, like, with an X. And, uh... Like the, the Pokemon? The, the store... Yeah, this story is actually really funny because so they they sued them for selling products that allowed you to hack the switch and play pirated games, right? So since it's a, it's a settlement, the circumstances around the court case don't normally reach the public. Well, ironically, the reason the public knows about it is because the big website torrent freak actually uh, data mined <laughs> the information. And got it out to the public, <laughs> so now we know that they had mm-hmm. to settle for two million dollars, and mm-hmm. uh, not only that, but it's they totally had to give it. up. They had to shut down their operations immediately. They had to destroy their current inventory, and they had to um, give them their domain name, <laughs> like that. Even you know wow. would affect Nintendo. Like it was pretty brutal. Wait, so, so the company
1: Nintendo one or the Uber Nintendo Chips one. website one? Okay. Because I was about Nintendo to say, two million dollars from Nintendo was a drop in the bucket. Oh Nintendo yeah.
0: no, does sorry.
5: not often lose, right? But to that com- you know, to the company that was trying to sell pirating you, stuff, you do know
1: that if you sign a contract to make a video game for Nintendo and you do not meet their whatever expectations of quality, they will sue you into the ground for the money that they gave you to make the video game.
5: Yeah, I, did they do that to the studio where they scrapped Metroid Prime Four?
1: I think that was one of the ones that they threatened action against. I, I don't.
5: I, th- I don't think they're suing
4: them th- or threatened them. I think I they just. I don't think it's re- that ugly. I think they're and just reworking they it.
1: or they they ask for recuperation of their money somehow? They they get a portion huh. of whatever they invest into the studio back. I just, <clears throat>
4: I just know that, um, they had gone back to the drawing board and actually brought in retro to help make it again which is awesome. Right. Yeah. I'm excited. They're awesome.
0: Well, everyone, we are getting close to our time limit. Uh, Does everybody have any closing remarks on any of the topics we covered today?
5: Um, If I could, I was actually, uh, I I think that the uh, Nintendo switch side of things is grossly uh, undervisited. And if I could, I'd like to run through just a quick little set of snippets. Go for it. If that's okay. Of course. Snippet away. All right. Um, just real quick, today they announced uh, the Minecraft characters Steve and Alex for Super Smash Brothers. Nice. Um, not really my cup of tea, but you know, obviously it's going to make a lot of people happy. I am one of the people who can't believe that Waluigi is not in Smash, and I could discuss that topic for hours. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorites. Um, also, Super Mario Brothers 35 dropped on the eShop today. I just downloaded it, and I plan to play what? it tonight.
1: How much is you that? How, five.
5: It's, it's like it's free. No, it's like Tetris. You know how they did Tetris '99, the battle royale. There, it's literally a, it's playing Super Mario Brothers one. Battle royale, and you run through what? the, you know, every every time you kill a Goomba, you can sabotage another player or uh, 35, oh, that's cool. thirty-five. People at a time. That's why you know, obviously, because of the 35th anniversary. How
1: how long is that? On the show? It.
5: it came out today. It came out in Japan like yesterday, but. Today it's in the Western eShop.
1: Can you pick who you're, is it? Can you actually pick who you're p- playing against? Could I play against you and no. Defaced? And so it's um, just completely I, random.
5: No, I don't. I don't think so. It's a, it's free on the eShop. You just hop in. It's it's a limited run game. I think it's six months, just like the Mario All Stars thing. I hate that.
1: Um, so yeah. after six well, months, it, it you might lose not it, be because or you can't they, download it no more.
5: Uh, I'm not sure. Be, well, it's funny because they had a free game called Jump Rope Challenge, uh, w- which all it is is just jump roping with the Joy-Cons. It's like a get-off-the-couch thing. Um, that was supposed to have a limited run, but they just announced yesterday that they're going to continue supporting it. So, um, Hopefully this Super Mario 35 goes the same direction. But if you've ever played Tetris 99, it's exactly like that, except you're playing Super Mario Brothers 1.
1: My Switch has um, been sitting in my daughter's backpack for the last six months. Yeah. I'm going to pull it out and play this.
5: Yeah, it's it looks awesome. Um, for the people, especially in our server, who still play Animal Crossing, this has been going around. <laughs> uh, the Halloween events start today. That goes, obviously, through the month. Um, I don't know who else is listening. Hopefully, we have a lot of people from the server, but they have a lot of you know costumes, furniture, decorations you can make by gathering pumpkins and that sort of thing, participating in events. I personally look forward to it. Um, any fans of Pokemon, the Crown Tundra DLC is coming out October 22nd. The big selling point is obviously there's a new area to explore, and they are claiming to be bringing all of the legendary Pokemon from all the previous generations back, which is going to be their big push. Uh, the main one I heard was Dragonite, and I am i don't know if they're going to do Articuno Zapdos Moltres or Mew or Mewtwo, you know. But we will wait and see and i think that's all i've got for nintendo very nice just got to make sure nintendo's represented man i'm really i really want this thing to happen i got i got one thing on the uh on the
3: xbox and halo front okay. uh hold on one more thing about Mint- nintendo when are they uh gonna get in the ray tracing game <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're only doing retraced audio oh, okay Supposedly,
1: there is a new version of the it's switch coming move. out soon <laughs>
5: No, what they're going to do is they're going to come out with a new Joy-Con and they're going to call it uh, Ray Traced Haptic Feedback. It'll be mm-hmm. like 4K oh. HD Rumble. Just two Guar- shoe quits.
1: Guaranteed yeah. no uh, no stick drift.
5: Uh, let's not go that far, Jimmy. I mean, it's easily repairable. <laughs> I've yeah. done it
4: for two Joy-Cons. Yeah, it is.
5: It's not bad. I Actually, I just replaced my fan and heat sink uh, two days ago. And well, it worked two- out great. The
4: the ones that have come out like the joysticks that have come out to replace them are much better than the ones that originally came out. Yep. So,
5: yeah.
4: But Anyway, Halo, Uh flighting for Halo 4 starts at the end of the month. So month of October. So if you're planning on playing that like I am, look out for that.
5: All right. I will be. I uh, love Halo, Halo 4. And 4. 5 is, Halo 4 and 5 are also already available on XCloud if you have that. This is true. Yes. But it's not PC. Yeah. But they don't so they don't plan to put Halo 5 in that collection, right?
4: Who knows? Nobody knows. The 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 speculation is they will add Halo 5 after they get all the other games added. And then they're going to add Halo 5 right before Infinite comes out to bridge the gap between all
5: the games. But my argument with that is gears of war. <laughs> so that, well, that's a licensing issue. They, that's why they couldn't get. To oh, is free. it? Yep. Sucks. I did. I looked that up the other day. Cause that is very near and dear to me.
0: That sucks. I did download.
4: I downloaded two and three on my, uh, Xbox the other day just to play them.
0: Yep. Well, as we've been playing, you know, ODST's firefight and, gears horde mode lately a, a fair number of us yeah, uh before we close out i actually wanted to ask uh what's everyone playing this week can we get a uh, game plugs uh aaron you got any game plugs anything you've been really um, feeling
5: i have a feeling that jimmy's going to want to talk about uh darksburg apart from heroes of the storm so i will say i have tried genshin impact only about an hour okay uh, very pretty game yes it's a rip off of breath of the wild Incredibly relaxing, great to look at. If you need a game to mellow out, it's free. And from what I see of the monetization, it's not too bad so far.
0: All right, uh, blue, what you got?
2: Um, I haven't played a lot this week. I'm looking forward to We won't get too much to it, but Boulder Skate next week. This week, wow. I've just been mostly just playing the good old reliable Apex, new, uh, new ranked. Split. They do split season during the season. They do a split. So you do you rank up half the season, and then it changes map, and you rank up. You play ranked matches again if you want, and it's other other map. That's all I've been really playing. I've only been a couple days this week.
0: All right, sounds good. Defaced. What you got?
4: ODST all the way. It's one of my. It's one of my favorite Halo games in the entire series.
0: Can't go wrong. Been loving Firefight. Oh, yeah. So good. Uh, Greg, what you got?
3: Uh, I've been playing Borderlands. Borderlands 2. I was playing Borderlands 3 earlier today. It's always a good time for me. Borderlands 2 and Borderlands
0: 3. Which one you got better?
3: Which one do I prefer?
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: I would have to say overall Borderlands 2, but I really like the... um, I like the, the... Graphical upgrades in 3 are minor, but they're still nice. Um, just The story and the characters in 2 are just so much better. So can't be Handsome Drew.
0: Jack, dude. No. Mm-hmm. Solid voice you acting, really solid villain. Yeah.
2: Well, would yeah. you have liked him without the voice acting as much? Huh?
0: No.
3: Mm-mm.
2: No.
0: Mm-mm. Definitely ah. not. I'm with you on that one. Definitely not. Would have right. been a completely different character. Yeah. Jimmy, what you got for your game?
1: Well, I think you all know my game is Heroes of the Storm. Um, I was coaching a team, and I have been asked to now coach another team of a much higher skill because apparently my videos got a little bit of publicity within the Heroes community, and people are starting to recognize that I know my stuff so I'm excited because the new, the pro scene kind of died, but we have a lot of esports companies dumping money into the game. And I'm going to officially be an, anal- an analysis, um, doing an analysis for one of them. Yeah, an analyst for one of them. And I'm super hyped about it. Even though I'm not actually playing, I'm going to have some contribution to the pro scene. And it's really exciting for me. Well, I feel like man. I, that's that's awesome. Awesome, man. yeah I've worked a lot towards this doing a lot of like replay reviews but good. um other than you're, that you're
0: a big proponent of uh, Heroes of the Storm so that's definitely good on you man um
1: other than that I'm just super hyped for Baldur's Gate
0: yeah can't go wrong with Baldur's Gate it's gonna be huge hopefully uh I've got a plug just love me some Forza lately been rocking Forza Horizon 4 Love tearing through the countryside and yeah. weird wacky ass cars <laughs>
3: Gotta get that motorsport man, then we'll race.
0: I know, I know. I'll I'll take it's, you on lose. I'm sometime with that.
3: Motorsport seven is coming
4: to Game Pass. Is it really? I'll wait till then. Yep. That's they right just out. announced it the other
3: day. And I believe it's coming to PC too.
0: I'll catch you in that Nuremberg ring then, Greg. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> gotta gotta memorize it first.
0: Um,
5: since Jimmy didn't mention it, I will plug uh Dark Darksburg as well. Um Oh, sorry. I, typically I hate roguelites I'm not big into MOBAs but I'm telling you like playing a PVE only uh, roguelite with co-op is excellent and the I'm sh- really enjoying that game it's only $10 right now I think until October 4th so a couple days
1: the strategy uh, involved in it was actually quite surprising for even the easy mode that me and purelected earlier
5: yeah cool. it's a lot of fun
0: new so, plug for a new ish game Darksburg Go
5: try sure. it. We're all going back to Halo and Borderlands. We need some some fresh blood in here.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up for the Chill Gamers podcast. Uh, we're going to be uploading to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. We're getting out there. Um, give us a review. Give us a rating. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Uh, if anybody has an interest, we have a Discord server. The, just chill gamers discord server uh feel free to come on by join it Uh, join join up all right see everybody thanks
2: stay classy san diego
5: (laughs) see you everybody
1: peace out